Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. So excited about today's episode because we have a very well-known blogger that so many of you have asked to have on the podcast today, and that is the amazing mom-to-be, Taryn Newton. Taryn is a mom to almost four boys. She is also a full-time blogger, and she still runs a full-time job, both of which bring in six figures each. I love this conversation because it really does show us the importance of consistency and how we can actually make it all happen if we find the right balance for us. Taryn shares how after spending a few years blogging and not really seeing the results that she wanted, how she pivoted her message and rebranded her brand and her blog to really focus on what she felt mattered most, the importance of storytelling in our content and how that helped her really grow and engage following of a community that that are really invested in her message and what she shares, her best tips for tools, content, consistency, and balancing it all. She shares why a content calendar is a must-have for any blogger. She also shares the biggest wins and challenges to her blogging career so far and exactly how she went from zero to $50,000 blogging in under one year. Loved this conversation. As always, Taryn is just so real, so honest, so authentic, and I can't wait for you to hear it as well. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hi, Taryn. It's so good to have you. I am so excited to be here today. Uh, it's so fun because I, I just, I feel like I've, no, I mean, you know, you've been a part of um, like I in my program community for a couple of years now. And then, you know, I always, people always talk about you and hear about you and it's like they aspire to be like you and have the brand that you have. And um, I know that so many people just adore you. So I'm really excited to chat today and just get, get real about a lot of things. Um, you know, we're both pregnant. We're both late in our pregnancy, very pregnant, very ready to not be pregnant anymore. Um, And you still work a full-time job in corporate. You have a full-time blog. You have a full-time family. You're having your fourth child. Um, When you're saying out loud, it kind of sounds crazy. (laughs) And it's true. It's like all of these things are full-time because you don't half-ass it. Because if you did, you wouldn't be successful. So I think that's the first question that I would love to to kind of dive into because that's the biggest thing that I hear from people. And I'm sure you get it too, like in your DMs is like, how do you do it all? How do you know, you know, A, how do you do it all? And B, how do you know, like how to niche down and where to focus on when you've got so much to do? So I would love to kind of first start with just your journey. Okay. Of, of what everything kind of looked like and then how that led you to where you are today to, to be able to balance it in whatever way that means. Yes. Um, it wasn't a perfect journey, but nobody's is. Kind of messy along the way. A lot of mistakes that I've learned along the way. But I will say that I started blogging in 2016. When I started blogging, I was actually the type of blogger that was fully fashioned, wearing heels, which was 
not really my daily life. So I really felt like I was doing what I felt like other bloggers were doing at the time. And at that time, I only had two children. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not monetizing at all on my blog. So it was really just hobby. And to be honest, I, my husband and I actually joke about this because I was actually having brands that I would have to send the things back after (laughs) I used them. And we were gouging money to like keep this blog going. And then I was like, this is just not working. 2017 hit. I got pregnant with my third and it was a rough pregnancy with gestational diabetes. Mm. And I was just so uninspired that I completely went ghost on social media. I was ghost on the entire year. And then when I came back early 2018, I was like, I want to do this, but I want to do this my way. Um, So now I'm a mom of three. I'm working in HR um, in a management position. And I'm like, but I still want, I feel like there's still space for me on this platform. And when I did that, I realized that I wanted to come back authentically, very real and show every aspect of my life. Because realistically, while I love heels, I'm not wearing heels every day. Right. And then most importantly, I wanted to start monetizing. And so when I put a plan in place and Pitch It Perfect is very much intertwined in that process, um, I put a game plan together and I, in this entire process, I did it very authentically to me. I don't make it do a fluff that I'm perfect and that motherhood is perfect and that corporate is perfect and blogging is perfect, but I do it very authentically. And so when I started finding my voice and I had some tools to combine those two, I felt like it just grew from there. And Mm. I'm able to connect with my community because while, yes, my numbers are growing, I feel like my influence is growing. And I would rather have influence in connections with my community than be at a million followers. So for me, I felt like I got success when I was able to actually connect with my audience. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And then it grew from making zero dollars in 2017 to now I'm a six-figure blog business today. Amazing. In two years. That's incredible. How, okay. How did you find your voice? Um, honestly, I just stopped caring about what others would think one and then try, stop trying to fit in the mold. Um, and I felt like that was very key. Um, you have something to offer. Everybody does, but you have to be able to not be afraid of that and just put it out there. And so I really wanted to do that. I really wanted to just show moms, women that you can be yourself. You can have pitfalls. Sometimes we're scared of like saying I made a mistake or this didn't work. Um, and I openly share that. And so I felt like when I stopped caring about what, the outcome may be, that's when I saw success. Mm. And I would love for you to kind of break that down because I think that that's where the authenticity is, right? Like you were doing it this one way, like this way that you thought, I don't know, maybe you thought you were supposed to do it or it's because I have a very similar journey of like, I was trying to fit myself into this box because this is what other bloggers look like. And this is what other bloggers were doing. And I was, you know, buying all these clothes from Nordstrom just to return them the next day and like buying all this lighting equipment that I knew I wasn't like going to use. They literally stayed in, in the garage. And you know, my husband is like, what are you doing? Like y- you my have more to offer here. My husband's like our budget. Right. Like <laughs> I, I can't afford for you to like, you know, keep doing all of this, um, on top of having a full-time job, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I would love to dive into that a little bit more. Like, you know, you, you kind of just 
it sounds to me like you just kind of got tired of like whatever that rat race was. And you're like, what's the point? I'm not doing that anymore. (laughs) So when you started to kind of tap into who you really are and using your voice, what, what did that look like in your captions, in your posts and what you decided to share, what was comfortable for you? Um, so I became more of a storyteller. Mm -hmm. Um, my husband calls it long winded, but (laughs) most of my captions, I, I'm not typically, you rarely will see my first beginning sentence sell on this top. You know, that's just not my voice. I tell stories a beginning and in all of my captions. And so that was a big thing is that I wanted to start selling storytelling and taking people along on the ride and doing life with me. And so that's kind of how this process started. I started not stressing so much about getting the perfect picture anymore in my, you know, in my mm-hmm. content. While I do think quality is a big reason of why I work with brands, there's a way to get authentic quality pictures at the same time. Um, and so I really just stopped trying to think of myself like as this model walking down the street, you know, and just snapping a picture, you know? So I just really had to make my content more real life and then make my, um, my captions more storytelling to be able to really connect my audience to me. And then naturally, then I just became like people's friends, sisters, you know, and they just started doing life with me rather than, Hey, um, she's just trying to throw these sales down my throat, you know? Yeah. And then with that storytelling piece, I love that you use that word because I think that that's everything. Did you have to learn how to write that way? Or did you just kind of start writing and then like saw what stuck, saw what felt right, and then just through doing it became a better storyteller? I Yes, that is exactly what I did. Um, Normally my captions are very long to start. Now I'm a little bit better at it, but in the beginning I would just kind of like write all of my thoughts and then I would kind of cut it out. Sometimes my husband would look at it and be like, people are going to like, cannot read all this. This won't even fit Instagram's captions. Right. And so, um, but no, I did just kind of put it all out there and then I kind of sift through it and clean it up a little bit. But I just kind of tell stories through my captions and bring people along. And that's very important to me, even when I work with brands. Um, now that I'm at the point where I'm at, I'm very honest with brands up front to let them know that I have to be myself and I have to uh, do storytelling captions because People will want to work with me and convert on any products when they feel that they're invested in it. And so people just started investing in me and wanting to know more about me when I just started storytelling. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show.
Did you see your, um, and I, and I say this cause I don't really care about numbers, but I say it in terms of the impact. Did you start to see your following grow and not only your following grow, but people really become invested in, in your brand and in your message and what you had to say when you started to make these shifts? Oh, absolutely. Like I kind of feel like I, it was important. 2016 was an important year for me to learn my mistakes, but I don't feel like I was successfully blogging in 2016. Like to see where I'm at now, um, I had no influence. I was just out there snapping pictures. I had no rhyme or reason. It wasn't authentic to me. And so I definitely feel like my audience grew, my influence grew, um, my conversations just grew with my audience. And for me, that is so important to me to really connect with my community. Mm. And I I love that you're bringing this up because I think it's such a great reminder that, you know, for like what I keep hearing from your journey is that you just took action on things. You would take actions on things that you were like, okay, that was a mistake. I definitely don't want to do that. I definitely don't want to be that. And then you would take actions on other things. And I think that that's the biggest difference that I see between those content creators who are successful and then the ones who feel unseen and unheard for the entire time that they're trying to do it is that the successful ones, they're they're not afraid to take action and see what happens and learn from that and keep going and going and going. And, um, and I love that you, that you mentioned that. And you, you talked earlier about, you switched up your game plan. What did that look like? Like we just talked about the storytelling from that. What are some of the tools? I know Pitch It Perfect was one of them and we can talk about that in a, in a bit, but what are some of those other tools and strategies and methods or whatever you want to call them that you started saying, okay, this is, this works for me. This is the game plan that I'm going to start to invest a little bit more time and energy and resources in, because I think that this is what helps people this idea of a, of a roadmap of a step-by-step is what helps people niche down. So what did that look like for you once you figured out how you didn't want to do it? So I think there's two different aspects. You have to have an aspect where if you want to work with brands, if that's what you aspire to do, that you have to kind of have a brand that is a brand wants to work with you. So you have right. to think about that. And then you also have to think about, well, how can I balance that where my audience is also equally connecting with me? And so some of the tools that I did in order to do that was first, you have to have a platform that looks like brands want to work with you, where people want to come to your page and feel like you're serious about it. So I had to rebrand. So that meant like redoing all of my branding, redoing my website and just making it user friendly for my community, but also for my, for brands to come there and understand who I was. Mm. Because if you don't really make a clear message for people to understand what they're coming to you for, then nobody's going to understand it. So, um, I had to rebrand. I also had to get consistent because I mean, a lot of times people like the idea of myself included, where I wanted to be this blogger, successful blogger, but I wasn't really putting the time and I wasn't doing everything I needed to do in order to have a successful blog. And so I was just like, all right, telling my husband, let's just go snap a picture. And it maybe five days later, I'd go snap another picture. It's like, was no rhyme or reason. And so I got myself organized on a content calendar. I just got more consistent with my content. Um, I did content that made sense for the time period, whatever was relevant at the time. And so I just got serious about my brand with consistency and then also the aesthetic of my brand as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And combine those with other tools that kind of brought this all full circle and where 
everybody just started taking me seriously, my audience and brands. Mm. I love that you brought that up about, I call those people dabbling Debbies when they're like, I really want to do this, but you know, I may just kind of like do this here. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll take a photo. Like there's, there's no consistency in what they're doing. And And, um, I feel like when people come to me, ask me questions is it's so important that first you just get consistent, whatever your consistency is, you have to have your audience needs to know that they can count on you at this period of time. Yeah. And what if, what, what about that person that may come to you, Taryn and say, well, you know, it's not that I want to be a dabbling Debbie. It's just that I don't have the time to be as consistent as I want to be. You know, I've got the kids, I've got the husband, I've got the job. Well, you also have the kids and the husband Mm -hmm. and the job and, and all the things. So what would be your response or your, or your tips or feedback for somebody that feels that way? I first also lead with that my consistency may not be yours. Mm -hmm. So I want people to find a frequency that works for their life. Um, It's not like every day, you know, I may post once a day, but some people post twice a day. Some may post once a week, but whatever it is, their audience knows. I first lead with that. Secondly, I say that it's very important to get organized just in general, like managing all that I manage you have to kind of put yourself where you prioritize your life. So of course, for me, corporate daytime, that is my job. And then in the evening, I have to be a mother first, but I have myself on a schedule for my other blog activities. So first I started creating a schedule that was realistic. And I actually sat down with my husband as well, because he's also the other side of this that has to make this all work. And so we created a schedule that we are pretty firm on just because it will not work without being on a schedule. And so I also tell people to plan out their content. While I am a storyteller and I do things real life, you still have to have general concepts. And so sometimes it's hard to execute when you don't even have the thought process beforehand. And so I tell people, gather your thoughts, write down what you kind of want to connect with your audience on, do that in advance. And so then when it's the day, all you can do is just execute it as well. But I plan out my shoots every other week. Um, and you just have to write things out and get organized. However, that may be. Mm, I love that. Thank you for that tip. I mean, it's sometimes it sounds so simple, but it's like so many people don't do it. And, And that's why they feel so lost. I think that that's so helpful with niching down. Um, so I know that you had mentioned earlier that Pitch It Perfect was a component of kind of how you got structured. When was, when, what year did you take uh, Pitch It Perfect? I took it in 2018, May 2018. Um, So I came back 2008, beginning of 2018 after having Cyrus my third. And at that point, I knew I wanted to monetize. I knew that I wanted to start working with brands at this point before Pitch It Perfect. I had not successfully been paid from a brand. Okay. So it was either I wasn't getting a response for them or, hey, we'll gift you this. Right. And so um, at that point, when I was wanting to kind of rebrand and just get serious about my blog, um, I started looking at resources um, through a blogging Facebook group mm-hmm. and I found you. And at that point, that's when I started researching more about Picture Perfect. Yeah. And what was that journey like? Um, you know, what were the things like, obviously, you wanted to get paid. That's what Pitch It Perfect <laughs> essentially promises. Like yeah. it's if you want to pitch and land brand deals, this yeah. is for you. Um, so what what was that journey for you? Saying like, okay, I, I'm ready to and I'm ready to invest in myself. I'm ready to take this seriously. I'm ready to give this a shot and see if it ha- and see if it works. Yeah. So that process was you had to do a lot of education. So I mm-hmm. one, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of scary. Like 
putting money out there for something and investing in something totally. that you don't know if you're going to get a return for it. Yeah. So then I had to like, kind of just really kind of say, Taryn, what is the problem? You'll go buy shoes, you'll buy things for a try on, but why are you struggling with investing in yourself to possibly grow your business? And so that process was also for me financially, because at this point I'm not getting a profit for my brand. So I had to really kind of get myself past the money piece. And then I wanted to learn more about Pitch It Perfect and just how this will actually help my brand. But before I did that, I really wanted to make sure that this was this program actually specifically was going to speak to the pitfalls in my business. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had to write out what are the struggle points in my business and see if Pitch It Perfect would address those. And then and it did. Awesome. I'm glad that it did. Um, And and I love that you brought that up because I think any anyone who's smart and educated, like you should do your research. You know, you should make sure that like, whatever I'm going to invest in, you know, I'm going to give it my all. And then is it going to give it its all, you mm-hmm. know, so we can meet in the middle and make this work. Cause it only works if you work it. Um, and, and I think a lot of times, you know, what tends to happen. And I, I love that you brought that up is that money mindset piece that, you know, sometimes we won't give it a second thought to go buy a coffee every day at Starbucks or go buy some shoes or go buy some jeans at Nordstrom Rack or, you know, even invest tens of thousands of dollars into a college degree. Yeah. But, but when it comes to sometimes really investing in yourself in other ways, it's like we, this, this, this mindset, this block comes up of, and a lot of times I even see, and I love, like, I thought that was so interesting that you said, like, I don't have a problem buying all this stuff. So what's holding me back from here? And I think a lot of times um, that idea that, uh, and what I see and what other bloggers have told me is like, well, there's kind of this stigma of like, we should feel bad for making money off of brand deals. We should feel bad for being influencers. We should feel bad for doing that kind of stuff. And it, it kind of, I think, can keep a lot of people small. And even though they want to do brand deals, they feel bad for wanting to make money off of brand deals. And so then they don't make money off of brand deals. Um, how were you able to just kind of like, let all that go and say, you know what, now is the time I'm going to invest in myself. I've been doing this for years now. I've gotten myself this far. Now's the time to go for it. Um, I think that at that point I had to just say, I want to pursue my passions and just let everything go. Um, and so, you know, at that time, one, I didn't know what a blogger looked like. Truly, I didn't know any bloggers that were really making money. My family was like, what are you doing? And so I kind of just had to ditch what, you know, the doubters and what my doubts were and just say, you know what, this is my dream. If I fail from this, at least I could say I put 120% into it and I'm going to go after it, whatever the net is. But I don't want to fail by not doing giving it 120%. Mm. So what happened after you took Pitcher Perfect? How long did it take you to get through and to kind of like figure those tools out? Um, I took the course. I was, I was one of your bench students. So I took the course pretty quickly. Um, I would say that I was probably done with it within one to two weeks. Yeah. Um, I was just really anxious to just get going. I'm the type of person, like once I have a thought, I want to go after it and just yeah. really start going to the next level. And um, again, at that point I was making $0. After I took Picture um, Perfect, I will say that probably a month later, I got my largest brand deal ever. Amazing. And paid. So, yeah, paid. Wow. Um, and Do you remember how many followers you had at the time? 
Yeah. So at that time I probably had about 20. To- so you went like zero to 20, not making anything. Yes. And so I also want to say this, that people all the time make money at 20,000 followers. Oh, yeah. So- I mean, we have people that make money at like 550 exactly. followers. Yeah. I- Again, I did not have a network of people. I had a family that really, not my husband, but I had an outward family that like didn't understand blogging. So I never really thought of it as a moneymaker. You know, right. I never really knew what that looked like. But I definitely could tell that I was not doing the right steps. The fact that I wasn't really monetizing before that. Yeah. So it was a lot of red flags. And so that's why I desperately needed Picture Perfect to just yeah. get myself together. And then you made, you made your money back in a month. Yes. And then some. <laughs> and then some. And then actually consistently after I took Picture Perfect, um, I have ever since monetized. That's amazing. Um, I finished that year um, making roughly around like 50000 And then I have almost tripled it this last year. That is, so you went from making zero to making yes. $50,000. I will say I was really kind of crazy towards the end of the year, but like Q3 and Q4 of that year was just bananas for me. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, also I have to be very honest that you have to really embrace what your strengths are. Mm -hmm. And my strength was that also for these brands, I am an Mm African-American family Yeah, that is very commercial. So we can really, I wasn't playing my strengths. You have to play to your strengths. And so I really learned that and just got empowered from Picture Perfect to just play to my strengths and brands just kind of ate it up after that. Yeah. And having the confidence to be like, this is who I am. Yeah. This is what we do. This is, this is the value that I bring. This is the message that I have. So what was the most helpful? Like what, what do you think was that switch for you? Um, definitely you gave me the confidence at course, just to go after brands. Like sometimes you're like, I can't talk to this brand or I don't know what to say. And then truly the tools. I feel like all of my picture pitches now have the foundation of picture perfect in it. Yeah, Uh, for sure. I, before that, my pitches were like, Hey, you should work with me and, um, partner and give me this bag type of conversation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Where now I'm explaining to the brand how I can add value to them. And so I always explain to people that you have to really show the brand how them putting their dollars towards you they will see return from that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's everything. And, and what's, you know, I love that you talked about foundationally because, you know, the course isn't rocket science. Like yeah. that's why it's not $30,000. It's not a five-year degree program. You know, it's very simple foundational steps that stand the test of time, no matter if there's economic uncertainty, no matter if there's global pandemics, no matter if you have 500 followers or 50,000 followers, it's really about learning those foundational elements. And it allows people to then take that and then just run with it. And as their brand grows and evolves, you know, so do their deals and so does their business and so does their profits and everything else. Um, what did you, what did you find to be the most surprising? I mean, cause again, you were someone that could have easily monetized before that if you would have had the right tools. Yeah. So what was the most surprising thing to you that you took it, you got through it in a couple of weeks within a month, you had made your money back plus some, and within a year you made $50,000. Yeah. Um, I think the most surprising is that, wow, if you don't have the right tools, you seriously are going to be shorting yourself out so much. And so, you know, honestly, it was almost immediate when I applied that pitch foundation, your elevator pitch, 
I was getting responses from brands. And that was my biggest thing. Even when I, they weren't always yeses, I was getting them to at least notice me and say, even if it's not right now, it's later. And then when I would follow up with them, they would come back later, you know? And so I was just surprised that me investing in myself could really net this outcome of success in return so quickly. Um, And then I was just shocked how much, you know, money you truly can make from just being yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And so you probably, I mean, you you probably make, I I don't know, do you make just as much, if not more than your full-time job or you're able to kind of my my full-time job now and my full-time job is a six figure job. Yeah. My corporate job. And then, you know, I am making more than that now. So So how did, how did your life change? How did your family's dynamic, like, was your husband like, what is happening? He, when we got the first deal, um, and I think it was like $2,000 or something like that. Yeah. He was just like, wait, what? You know? And he didn't even understand it, you know? Yeah. And he was like, you know, Taryn, I know that you said that there was money into this, but I never really understood it. And it's kind of, you know, I also want to also brace people for this that are married or with, uh, you know, someone that it will be definitely, I won't say a struggle, but it will be an adjustment for your, your partner. Um, because the level of money that we make and how busy we are from just my blog and everything is shocking to him sometimes. And so he's kind of had to kind of be my support system. And I think of any, anytime a woman is very successful in her field, that's going to be a, a, an adjustment for a husband, but you guys have to work as a team. You have to have someone helping you. Um, and so he's had to do a lot more with the boys, you know, mm-hmm. and step up in that way um, in order for me to make this thing happen. Yeah. I mean, support is everything. And I think that it's, you know, I had a similar story with my husband that when he really started to see, cause you know, I, I started making a lot of money in brand deals when I had like no, no followers because I had my background in PR. And when I stopped trying to be like everybody else and started using my, my, like my skill set, I was able to land all these deals. And I would have girls that had like hundreds of thousands of followers be like, how are you making money? And you have like 7,000 followers and I'm not making anything. And it took my husband, it, it, it really took me like doing that and like kind of proving that, that, that it could work for him to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like I need to, I need to get behind this and I need to support this because this is like, this is a thing. It is. To be honest, my husband actually at the time was doing um, a small photography business and he actually walked away from that. He still gets his like passion, you know, does a hobby, but he's like the amount that Taryn gets from one brand deal and me going out and shooting a family does not even compare anymore. Right. And it's just the facts, you know, and we have to also just like think about where you want to put your resources, because as we talk about balancing it all, you can't do everything, you know? And so as we're trying to figure out how to make our household work with this corporate job and, you know, blog business, my husband kind of had to be like, all right, I need to do more at home. We, that's how we have to figure this picture out. And so he was shocked, but he's completely bought in. And it's so funny. We just moved into a different place and, the neighbors knew I was blogging and they always just asked like, how is this possible to make this money from here? And my husband is explaining, it's just so funny that at one point my husband didn't understand this. And now he's explaining to this neighbor how blogging works and how successful this business is. If you put your time and energy and find your voice. Totally. Did you ever think that you could make the kind of money that you make? Yeah. No, it's It's like, no. Yeah. 
No. And honestly, if we weren't, if we didn't have such strict financial goals, um, you know, we probably would reassess corporate, you know, mm-hmm. but the problem is too, is that it's like, I love what I do in corporate as well. So it's like right. you have all these different passions, but you know, at this point I'm in corporate really to follow my passion. And we also have some hefty financial goals that we want to hit. And so, yeah. you know, to have essentially three full-time incomes in our household, you know, you get there a lot faster. Right. And that's what, you know, it's like, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like, you have gone full-time on your blog and you're also still full-time in yeah. your career because you choose to be, because you have certain reasons and goals and, yeah. and passions to do that. So it's all relative to each person. Um, and I just, I love that story so much. I, I love it when people are like, I just, I really didn't know that this kind of existed. And then it like, not only does it exist, but it's bigger than anything I could have ever imagined it being. And it literally changes your life and it changes the lives of your children and of your family and just of everything that you want to do in life. And, you know, whether for some person that may be like, I just want to go to, to take, I just want to take my kids to Disneyland and not have to nickel and dime it. You know, for somebody else, it may be like, my mom has cancer and I want to pay for her medical treatments. For somebody else, it may be like, I want to pay off my student loans by the end of the year. Like what it's for somebody else. It may be like, I want to buy a Range Rover and that's fine. It's like, whatever is your thing. We say that's great, but like we, um, to build a house and never have to, we didn't touch our corporate income. We used solely our blog income. That's just incredible. That's huge. You know, huge, huge. And quickly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, now it didn't happen overnight. You had years of like yeah. refining and tweaking and pivoting, which, you know, a lot of people do, but once you got those tools and those strategies and you found that flow, like quickly it happened. Yeah. And I'm still learning along the way, but mm-hmm. I, I really feel like I've kind of come into who I am. I know what I don't want. You know, I, I'm even in the point where I turn down brands that I don't feel like I'm in line with to be myself. Um, and so I really know who I am. And so now I'm just kind of cranking it out, you know? Yeah. Did you, uh, cause I know when you first started out, um, especially, uh, you were, you were in that community a lot, our Facebook group, sharing yeah. ideas, thoughts, offering support, getting support. Did you find that really valuable to know? Cause you were saying like, I didn't know anybody in the blogger world. My family didn't get it. Yeah. You know, being able to be around other like-minded people who were also like figuring out along the way, how was that helpful for you? Very helpful. And I still am. Um, I think that weekly I check in in on the group because yeah. there's still resources in there. Yeah. To help. It doesn't matter what size you are. You know what I mean? So community is huge. What I've learned from this is that you have to be in community um, and you have to be able to brainstorm with people that get it, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, I can't brainstorm with my sister about blogging when she has no clue about blogging. You know, right. and then I have my mother that she just loves the idea of blogging, that she's such a yes person. And she's like, this will work great. Everything will work great. And I'm like, mom, I need a realistic opinion. And so that's right. You have to get in community with people that are in your field. Yes. And I know I always, you know, sometimes people are like, well, I talked to my dad about it and he just doesn't see, you know, the value in this. And I'm like, is, does your, is your dad a brand? <laughs> Exactly. Like that's like going to the hardware store looking for milk and being like, "Why isn't the milk here?" And it's like you're at a hardware store. Exactly. You have to be in community, and yeah. so I just I feel like you, I've gotten I've learned of how to fix some of my mistakes through community. Mm-hmm. Um, I see what works on other people, and I'm like, "Hey, why am I not doing that?" Just like in my own way. So you mm-hmm. have to be community in community at all times. Yeah, it really does help you like think differently. And when you see like we have a lot of. Um, 
we even have you in there. We have a lot of student examples of like, because a lot of times people are like, well, what should a press kit actually look like? I mean, we give them the templates and the step-by-step, but seeing the visuals from other students or seeing, you know, pitch threads from other students, like how did this student respond? How did this person do? How did they, how did they take this gifted offer and then actually like turn it around to get paid for it? How did they negotiate? And so seeing those examples and having that, I think is huge. And that's why I love our community is because, you know, pretty much, I mean, we have thousands of people in that community and everyone is really so helpful and so giving, which is amazing. Yes. And what, another thing I really like about the community is that people will actually even express what's not working for them Mm -hmm. in the group and they will then get tools of how to make it better. So I like that not everybody just out there like, I'm winning, I'm winning. winning." Yeah. There's a lot of challenges in there, which is great. Yeah. I like hearing the challenges because that's somebody else's challenges as well. And so I don't, you know, I don't want it to be in a group that everybody's just like, yeah, nothing's going wrong. Everything is perfect. And so I like that people are authentic as well in there. I do too. Cause I mean, just like in any industry, it's not going to be a perfect win every single day. Um, but that's where we can kind of dive in and, and like work with each other. Um, for, for someone who's like, I don't know, like, I don't know if I should invest in myself. I don't know if this would work for me. Um, my blog is different. I only have X amount of followers. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too this. I'm too that. I don't, you know, my stuff's so unique. Will it really work for me? What would you say to that person? First, you always have to invest in yourself. Secondly, there's, I always tell people this, there's always room for your voice in these platforms, social platforms. Mm. Um, I have people in my audience that are grandmothers so I'm like, you know, I would love to see some, you know, influencers that are really targeted to them. You know, I have some that are just getting out of college. So there is room for everybody on this space, you know, and everybody could use resources and tools to help them no matter what sector of blogging they're in. Mm, yes. Okay. So other tools, what has been helpful for you, you know, now that you're in this stage, what are the things that you're like, this, this, that for me, this works, this is helpful. And then what are some of the challenges that you, that you are still overcoming and facing and, and trying to work through? So I'm going to lead with what are some of my challenges right now? Um, I am just kind of in this kind of growing space, um, pain space where I really probably need to bring more people on my, on my team now. And it's kind of crazy to even say that, you know, and to be at that point where I need help, you know? Um, And so one of the challenges that I'm honestly facing is the fact that, you know, a lot of people that I know that have assistants, they're not working full-time, so they're with their assistant all day. So I'm trying to navigate and figure out, if I have an assistant, how is that going to look with me working my corporate job? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and I really truly need somebody that's not virtual, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm having some growing pain. This is a good problem to have, but I want to make sure that I'm working smarter, not harder. And I know that there's some things that I could get assistance with and by growing my team, you know, and so that's a good thing to have, but you have to know when you are doing too much and too much is on your plate. And I think I'm getting at that point where I need re- resources. Yeah. So that's a challenge that I'm still working through. And it's okay that not every problem is solved right away. Um, Thank you. Yes. So I'm still working through that and figuring that out. Um, I'm going to use some of my maternity leave to kind of like really think that through. Yeah. Um, Another thing that's really working for me is just honestly, um, my content calendar is key for me. But secondly, I don't overthink anything anymore. 
to be added. Mm. While I do plan, plan concepts, and of course, I always, when I do my content calendar, I always put in my brand deals first on my content calendar. But a lot of my day-to-day things, I just kind of do by, by what I'm feeling. Um, and that works for my brand because my, my audience, some of the big things that I get from them is that we love how real you are. We love mm-hmm. how not perfect your life is. We love that your husband just interjects in your conversation <laughs> on stories or, or Cyrus is running around pantless while you're potty training, you know? Um, and so I also just leave room for my brand to be my, it's brand, you know? Mm. And so you have to really look at your brand and not get too structured and do too much of what people think. Um, and for me, that's just kind of doing life as it happens. Mm, I love that. I love it. You have to just let your brand be its own thing. Yeah. Like its own living, breathing thing. I love that. Um, what does influence mean to you? Where a person can connect with you and really buy into what your lifestyle is and fill it on a deeper level. Um, where they trust what you're saying. Um, I think that having an influence is really where your community is trusting you. Um, And it's not just to convert in sales, but it could just be like, hey, I have went through this. I share a lot of financial tips as well. And a lot of people apply them because they trust that what worked for me will in some shape or form work for them as well. And so for me, I want to have influence where I am making an impact in people's life by them trusting me that I can help them get through it. Mm, I love that. And um, what's next for Taryn and for the family? And I mean, obviously baby. Um, and then, and then the goals from there, I mean, you've got, you know, you were mentioning earlier, you've got big goals. You've, you've already achieved so much. And I know that there's, there's always a next level of where you want to go. So what does that look like for you? Um, some of my goals are, is one first to bring this healthy baby boy into this world. Mm -hmm. Um, and to really just kind of get solid with our foundation. But for us, we're starting to branch in as a family because people love our family, you know, and that's one thing that I've listened to my community. And so we're starting to grow another social platform. We started working on our YouTube channel as a family and it's it's something fun for us to do. So that's a major goal. Um, and then to really navigate like what this looks like successfully being a HR leader and blog business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my goals is to really figure out how that works now that my blog has gotten to where it's at and still growing. Um, and so I really want to put my resources into getting a solution that makes sense for every member of my family um, and where I could still be a mother first. So that's a major thing. And I just want to continue just making an impact in other women's lives. Like for me, like, yes, numbers matter. I understand that. Um, I've worked with many brands. I, you know, there's a couple brands on my list, but I'm grateful for all the brands I've already worked with. So for me, I just want to continue truly having an impact in people's lives rather than just focusing on the number growing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Any, any products or services that you would create for your community ever on the radar? So people have asked about blogging services and I always tell them that that's not my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think eventually maybe something in the home space, whether I, you know, share some interior design tips. Yeah. Um, but I like my blog tips and to be free advice for them, you know? So I think yeah. if I were to offer a service, it would be something in the home sector. Yeah. Um, you know, before you could really strategize for me 
on services, I have to fix the growing pains that I have. Yeah. So I have to take it step by step. Yeah. Would you ever write a book? Absolutely. I would. Yeah. And I think so, because I think that's just natural. My sister's, um, has as a published author as well. And so I've thought about that because my testimony just in life in general is just different. And so whenever I'm honestly sharing our testimony, people are like, you need to do that more. Yeah, I know. I could so I totally see that. And just with your family and the dynamic and your husband's, his voice and it all. So cool. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your wisdom. I mean, you are such an inspiration. You are not only, you know, intelligent and confident and you, you get it and you hustle, um, but you, you really, you get it from the sense of what this truly means, which is to impact with purpose and to lead with service and, and to really, you know, change people's lives for the better. And I think that that's why you shine the way that you do. So thank you so much for just. And I appreciate you um, putting this out there because I mean, honestly, I would not be where I'm at without that course. Um, You know, and I also want to just say that, you know, I hear people often just in anything just say, you know, it didn't work for me or, you know, I don't know how to make it work, but you have to do every tip. You know, you have to make sure that you're, how's your consistency, how, you know, it's so many pieces to the puzzle that you have to put all together. And I feel like uh, along with Pitch It Perfect, I learned how to put all the pieces together and I Mm -hmm. saw success from it. Yep. And that's, we have so many people say that, that it's like, I took this and I didn't just buy the course and download the templates. Like I actually watched the videos, did all the exercises, right. I actually did it. And then I also pulled from my own experience and my own skill set, and this and this and what I knew. And it came together in this really beautiful way. Um, and so staying, staying open-minded to that, I think is key. And, and you did, you know, like you are such a testimony, your, your whole journey is such a testimony of, of how it can work. Um, so thank you for that. And, um, I can't wait to see what's next for you. And of course, see the sweet baby. I know we're, we're just, we're just a few weeks apart, which is fun. I know. Both we're going to, well, yeah, we're gonna, a baby girl. I, I do have a baby girl. Yes. And that's what we were trying for. And it was not in our cards. So I am a glorified boy mom. And you are a boy mom, but boys are just delicious. Yes, they, they really are. are. I'm grateful, but I'm looking forward to maternity and I just wish best wishes to you on your delivery as well. You too. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Yes. And then for those listening, we want to know what you liked most about this episode. So make sure to tag me and Taryn on Instagram, screenshot this episode, let us know your biggest takeaways, what you love the most, anything that you want to share, because we want to connect with you. We want to chat with you. We want to hear what your response is and what your feedback is. So we can share those on our stories as well and get to know you. Um, So definitely do that. Uh, We will make sure to put all of the good stuff in the show notes. And then Taryn, your I have your Instagram handle. What is your blog link? Because we want to make sure to share that too. Yes. Um, glamorousversatility.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right. I will see you again, same time, same place next week.